Ezra chapter 4, verse 1. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity were building a temple unto the Lord the God of Israel, too, then they drew near to Zerubbabel and to the heads of fathers' houses, and said unto them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God, as ye do, and we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Ezerhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us up hither. 3. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of fathers' houses of Israel said unto them, Ye have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God, but we ourselves together will build unto the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus the king of Persia hath commanded us. These pagans considered themselves worthy of helping the Levites to build the temple because they lived in the area and they had offered sacrifices to the one true God. However, they had also sacrificed to their pagan gods as well, and they weren't Israelites. But the Levites had to obey the law of the Lord. And according to the Lord's law, only the Levites could be involved in doing this, and only the Israelites. The Levites are standing their ground saying, you can't do this, you're not Israelites. And also King Cyrus said that the Israelites were supposed to do this. There's a good reason not to let the pagans participate, because they didn't know God's law and they weren't his people. If the Levites had let them participate, it would have made it all go wrong. Inclusivity is a modern concept that you're supposed to be inclusive with everybody and let everybody join in the party. And that's one of the things that's made the churches so worldly, is because the churches welcome in anyone and everyone, whether they believe or not. And that's why church isn't really a church, it's just a building. There's believers mixed in with non-believers. And that isn't biblical. I still go to church anyway, and I know that there's non-believers there, and I still go. But it isn't according to God's plan. We're actually supposed to meet with believers. We're not supposed to meet with non-believers. And that's why churches have so many problems, because there's a lot of non-believers in the church who are given leadership positions, and they don't follow the Holy Spirit. But thankfully, I go to a small group Bible study that's strictly believers. That's where I get fellowship from. For then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and harried them while they were building. They had said they wanted to take part in building the temple, but they didn't want to for the right reasons. They wanted to glorify themselves rather than God. When the Levites told them that they couldn't partake in that, then they started harassing the Levites. This is a good reason why they should have never been involved in the first place. You know, there's a lot of people who are religious and they get involved in Christian organizations or churches, but they're only there for the power and the glory to themselves. They're not there to serve the Lord. They're there to make a name for themselves. And they're the ones that often cause conflicts and difficulties in churches. These pagans want to be a part of the party and they want to control it as well. And they don't understand that what the Levites are doing is for the Lord and not for themselves. 5. And hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Throughout two different kings' reigns, these pagans continued to harass the Levites while they were trying to rebuild this temple, which would be the second temple. They're getting harassed the entire time. So their fear when they first came in was well-founded. They knew that the pagans would give them a hard time, and indeed, that's exactly what happened. 6. And in the reign of 
Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. When Ahasuerus became king, they wrote a letter to him complaining to him about the Jews building the temple. But the Jews were building it because King Cyrus had told the whole world that he wanted them to do that. So the Jews were obeying the law of King Cyrus. But now there's a new king, Ahasuerus, and the people are complaining to him. 7. And in the days of Artaxerxes, wrote Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabil, and the rest of his companions unto Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And the writing of the letter was written in the Aramaic character and set forth in the Aramaic tongue. Now at this time, probably the pagans were speaking Aramaic, and maybe they didn't write it in Hebrew because they didn't want the Jews to understand it. But in Jesus' time, Jesus himself spoke Aramaic in the New Testament. That's the language that he spoke. He didn't speak Greek and he didn't speak Hebrew. He spoke Aramaic. So don't think that Aramaic is an evil language. I think they were just using it so that the Jews wouldn't understand it at that time. Artaxerxes is mentioned in the book of Esther. He is the man who Queen Esther married. I believe that Ahasuerus and Artaxerxes are the same king. And the Bible in verse 6, it's calling him Ahasuerus. And in verse 7, it's calling him Artaxerxes. And this is the same king who Queen Esther married. And I don't know if this incident happened before he married her or after he married her. Most likely before, because after he married her was when the whole story of Mordecai overcoming Haman takes place, and then the Jews get reestablished in the eyes of Artaxerxes' kingdom. So at this point, people are complaining about the Jews. However, in the book of Esther, he's called Ahasuerus and Xerxes. Now, in this chapter of Ezra, he's called Ahasuerus and Artaxerxes. So Xerxes must be a shorter version of the name Artaxerxes. It's the exact same man. 8. Rehem the commander and Shimshai the scribe wrote a letter against Jerusalem to Artaxerxes the king in this sort. These two men wrote a letter against the Jews who were building the temple. 9. Then wrote Rehem the commander and Shimshai the scribe and the rest of their companions, the Dinites and the Ephorosetichites, the Tarpalites, the Ephorosites, the Archivites, the Babylonians, the Shushanshites, the Dehites, the Elamites. 10. And the rest of the nations whom the great and noble Asenapar brought over and set in the city of Samaria, and the rest that are in the country beyond the river. The letter is addressed from all these people who I just read. Now the Shushanites are mentioned in the book of Esther as well. The city of Shushan is mentioned several times there. And also, it says Asenepar brought us over to inhabit Samaria. That could be an Aramaic name for Sargon II of Assyria. Or it could have something to do with Shalmaneser V. We had read about Shalmaneser in the Chronicles and the Books of Kings, explaining that the pagan king had sent all of those pagans into Samaria. And then that was when Shortly after, Ahab made Samaria the capital of Israel, of the ten tribes. And so it was a pagan capital. That's what they're referring to. So I'm not sure which king they're referring to, whether it's the Sargon or the other one, Shalmaneser. But anyway, 
Asinepar must mean one of those names. And now, 11, this is the copy of the letter that they sent unto him, even unto Artaxerxes the king. Thy servants, the men beyond the river, and now, 12, be it known unto the king that the Jews that came up from thee are come to us unto Jerusalem. They are building the rebellious and the bad city, and have finished the walls, and are digging out the foundations. 13. Be it known now unto the king, that if this city be builded and the walls finished, they will not pay tribute, impost, or toll, and so thou wilt and damage the revenue of the kings. 14. Now because we eat the salt of the palace, and it is not meet for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore have we sent and announced to the king. 15. That search may be made in the book of the records of thy fathers, so shalt thou find in the book of the records, and know that this city is a rebellious city, and hurtful unto the kings and provinces, and that they have moved sedition within the same of old time, for which cause was this city laid waste. 16. We announce to the king that if this city be builded and walls finished, by this means thou shalt have no portion beyond the river. The pagans think they're really smart because they wrote this letter to the now king of Persia, Artaxerxes, and they've told him, look in the history books and it will tell you that Jerusalem rebelled against Persia and that's why Jerusalem was destroyed and the Israelites were driven out. And that if you allow them to finish this temple, you'll never get any taxes or any revenue from that temple because it'll all go to their God and it won't go to you. They're trying to stop the project that way. But little do they know that two kings before Artaxerxes, King Cyrus, ordered that this be done. When the last king of Judah was alive, Zedekiah, he did rebel against Nebuchadnezzar, and that was why he lost Jerusalem. So Jerusalem fell into Babylonian hands, and then it fell into Persian hands. But he didn't rebel against Persia in a direct way. 17. Then sent the king an answer unto Rehem the commander, and to Shimshai the scribe, and to the rest of their companions that dwell in Samaria, and unto the rest beyond the river. Shimshai is their scribe, which means Shimshai is certainly the one who actually wrote the letter, although he read it to all of his friends and they all agreed that that's what it should say. This is King Artaxerxes talking now. 18. The letter which ye sent unto us hath been plainly read before me. 19. And I decree and search hath been made, and it is found that this city of old time hath made insurrection against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. 20. There have been mighty kings also over Jerusalem, who have ruled over all the country beyond the river, and tribute, impost, and toll was paid unto them. He found, by looking in the history books initially, that the kings of Judah had warred against the pagans, and that the pagans who lived around Israel had paid tribute to the kings of Judah, which we know is true. They paid tribute to David, they paid tribute to Solomon, they paid tribute to, I believe, Josiah, and possibly even Hezekiah. So yeah, that is all true. But he still hasn't discovered that King Cyrus commanded that the temple be rebuilt. Now, when they say over the river, they mean over the Jordan River, west of the Jordan River. That's Israel. 21. Make ye now a decree to cause these men to cease, and that this city be not builded until a decree shall be made by me. 
Artaxerxes is initially going with what the pagans told him and agreeing with them that the building of the temple should be stopped. This is certainly before he married Queen Esther, because Queen Esther converted his opinion of the Jews into a positive opinion after she married him. 22. And take heed that ye be not slack herein, why should danger grow to the hurt of the kings? Artaxerxes is telling the pagans around Jerusalem, be quick to stop them from building the temple. I don't want to get any injury from them, meaning I don't want to lose revenue or have any insurrections. 23. Then when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehem and Shimshai the scribe and their companions, they went in haste to Jerusalem unto the Jews and made them to cease by force and power. Now that they have Artaxerxes agreeing with them, they've now told the Jews, you cannot build. So they forcefully, they probably brought soldiers in and forcefully made the Levites stop building. 24. Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, and it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. This is saying that they had to halt the building of the temple until the second year of the reign of the new king who followed after Artaxerxes. Which means that when this happened, I guess Esther never knew about it or Mordecai never knew about it or had any influence. They influenced Artaxerxes to be good to the Jews in Shushan, but they didn't have that further influence of having him be good to the Jews who were way back in Jerusalem, evidently. And now King Darius is reigning in Persia and the building project is still not moving forward. And that concludes Ezra chapter 4.